Hill 70 Quantock Ranch, where the horse to ride for your next bull purchase. 6th of February of 2021. Agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. The president of SARM expresses great disappointment with the cancellation of the Keystone XL pipeline by U.S. President Biden. Ray Orb says rural municipalities will lose out on much-needed tax revenue. Viterra launches a sustainability program to expand grain markets for prairie farmers. Real Agriculture looks at livestock markets, talks with Ann Wasco. We take a look at the Durham market and the outlook for farmers. And a grower from the Northern Grain Belt receives an award for pulse crop promotion. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778. Saskatchewan rural municipalities are expressing great disappointment with the cancellation of the Keystone XL pipeline by the U.S. SARM President Ray Orb says Ottawa is not pushing hard enough to convince the U.S. of the benefits of the pipeline to move Canadian oil to the U.S. Gulf Coast. Well, you know, I can tell you we're really, really disappointed that uh, U.S. Uh, President Biden has uh, has cancelled uh, the permit to uh, to let uh, Keystone XL go ahead into the United States, and uh, we think uh, that um, they should have reconsidered. And uh, of course, it's going to have a lot of repercussions. Uh, what happens here in Saskatchewan and Alberta in the oil industry? What are some of the impacts on Saskatchewan? Well, you know, there are going to be a, a lot of job losses, you know, in uh, in both of our uh, western uh, provinces that uh, produce uh, the majority of the uh, of the crude oil in this country, and of course, some of that filters back to taxation. Uh, you know, some of our rural municipalities in Saskatchewan are going to be at a disadvantage because uh, they actually would be entitled to more taxation when the uh, when the pipeline was completed and when it started operating. So. Uh, that's going to filter down, you know, into the uh, into the rural communities in our province, and uh, it's it's really uh, unfortunate that this has happened. You also see some problems with uh, the negative impact from increased oil transportation by rail and truck. There's been, you know, a lot of competition uh, for oil movement in Western Canada. Uh, a lot of it, uh, you know, by rail, uh, also by truck, and uh, that is uh, to the detriment of the agriculture industry. You know. Uh, uh, moving uh, grain, moving uh, uh, livestock products, things like that, uh, feed, you know, uh, feed grain. It's, uh, it's just really unfortunate that we have uh, the safest way to move oil in this country, and that is by pipelines, yet we can't seem to get pipelines built. You see the uh, pipeline as being very beneficial for Canada getting oil to market, but you see it also as important for long-term stability for energy in North America. Well, you know, it's a, it's something that SARM has supported, um, you know, our energy corridors. And, um, you know, the Keystone XL obviously is part of a really important energy corridor. And we know that there is uh, good demand for crude oil. Some of the reports, reports that we've seen 
crude oil uh, is not uh, peaking out yet as far as demand. So we need to have our products moving, and uh, that includes oil and gas, where the companies uh, that need to move this product uh, need to get that to market. You see the projects like this is important for economic recovery because of COVID. Well, one of the one of the most important ways for our country to recover is to make sure that our industries uh, like you know agriculture, uh, oil and gas production, lumber, and mining products can all move to part position in a timely basis, and that uh, is something that we haven't seen happening uh, as of late. It's something that's, uh, I think, really upsetting our industry. It's really hurting our, our provincial economy that goes a long way to stimulating uh, job creation and things like that. And uh, we think this is going to be a detriment. It's going to really slow things down and make our recovery because of COVID um, really unfortunately slow. Ray Orb of QPAR is the president of SARM. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. Viterra has developed a sustainability program to improve overseas grain sales. For example, the European Union has certain requirements in place for its canola imports, and by certifying that customers meet these requirements, Viterra is creating more demand and export opportunities for Canadian canola. Jeff Cockwill is the Corporate Affairs Director for Viterra. So the sustainability program, it's through ISCC. Uh, it's it's a accreditation program through uh, essentially that the European um, uh, industry supports, um, and ultimately it is tied to canola today. The ISCC program, though, for us and, and and probably a few others, is we are registered for all crops be sustainable under that program. Today, the demand is canola into Europe, and to you know, does it provide value to the to uh, to you as a producer? it provides market access that we wouldn't have had otherwise. And I think we've all realized that with a certain situation there on canola with China, um, that we've had, you know, we have to look at opportunities to diversify our portfolio a little bit. This gives us that opportunity. Uh, it, it ultimately opens a market that we wouldn't have access to. And, and that more, t- and, and for- unfortunately, um, we've seen good growth in that just simply to due to lack of production in, in Europe and other regulatory issues that their canola rapeseed producers are facing. It's given us an opportunity to move can- uh, canola out of Western Canada to that market where otherwise we wouldn't have. So that ultimately does support prices because the more canola we, we can move, whatever destination, that will increase prices. So, so it, is, it is positive. Some farmers are worried about higher costs that may be associated with any sustainability program, as well as the new Canadian Grain Farmers Code of Practice, which is now in the consultation phrase, phase. Cockwill comments. You're right. The devil is in the detail. And like whether it's our sustainability program or it's, it's somebody else's sustainability program scheme that they're using or whether it's the code of practice, the devil is in the detail. And I think understanding about what is that what makes sense when it comes to sustainability? You know, what's logical, and what is what is reciprocal, right? And and uh, what are the things that you guys can continuously do year in and year out that makes not just sustainable today, but long term, right? Does it make sense? So, um, when you look at any of the sustainability programs out there, and there's many of them, and it, believe me, everybody would like have their sustainability platform be the number one and be the go-to 
And it's, it's really, unfortunately, it feels like it's becoming table stakes. And I shouldn't say unfortunately, sustainability is going to be, it's going to be an expectation of, of the consumers. And, uh, you know, I've been in the business now 26 years and I've been hearing about sustainability now probably solidly for the last 10, but it just feels like it's been about the last two or three where it's really starting to get momentum and starting to shape what it could look like. And with the power of social media and some of this other thing that's going on, we're starting to see a lot of other people make a lot of noise, I guess, shift what that message should be and what sustainability should be or, or whatever that case might be. So the more that we can get engaged here at an early stage and, and help frame that and make sure that what is in the, uh, in the modules is, is meaningful, doable, and actually, again, is, is repeatable. So I encourage everybody to, to take the time to get to the bottom of that, provide the feedback. You know, again, it, it, it's, from my understanding, it's designed to be a voluntary code. And so one could say, well, no one has to sign up to it. No one's out nothing. But with that being said, we want, I'm assuming the purpose is we want people to sign up to it. So let's make sure that we get our feedback Right, and we understand what what it's trying to do, what it's asking of you folks, and we shape that because I'm always fearful that if we don't, somebody else might, and we don't want that. So, so I see it the consultation as a positive, and and again, I can't stress enough. I just encourage people to understand it and provide feedback, and let's hopefully we can shape something that's meaningful for everybody. Cockwell says the fact that both programs are voluntary helps keep it honest and realistic. Yeah, it's, you know, our program, again, it's just about providing options. There's more market access for for producers and the more market access you got, you know, that just helps out, not just from pricing, it also helps out with simple getting it to market, right? When you have, you're all trying to force everything through one, one channel, I think we've all quickly learned that if that channel disappears, you know, it's not fun for anybody. So it, again, it's again, you're bang on your comments. Perfect. That it's voluntary. And a lot of farmers are doing a lot of good things out there. And uh, you know what, let's just take advantage of what's there. So it's this little devil in the details, like we talked about of the things that we're maybe not quite there yet, or we're unsure what it means to get there. Let's try and get those defined. And I think we'll be in good shape. You can contact your local Viterra representative to learn more about their program and how you can get your farm ready to take advantage of the opportunities. To take part in consultations for the Canadian Grain Farmers Code of Practice, you can simply go online to responsiblegrain.ca. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CK. KRM. This is your realagriculture.com update brought to you by the Canola School. Get canola agronomic information when you need it on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Our library of timely agronomic information is free and available at canolaschool.com. It's now time for the beef market update. We're talking to Ann Wasco of the Gateway Livestock Exchange. Ann, how are you today? I'm good. Good afternoon to you. Hey, it's great to chat with you as always. You know, I want to start off on a real positive uh, hop here, and we're going to talk about retail demand. It's looking pretty strong. 
sure is again after coming through the holiday season and usually you take a little bit of a breather in January, February, but the choice cutouts sure showing us that it's popping right back. And I think that's certainly building on what we see for that retail demand story that, you know, was a great news story for 2020 and certainly starting off that way again here in in 2021. Uh, Let's drop to the the more of the producer side of the equation. What's happening in the cash market? Well, in the U.S. this week, kind of another choppy sideways week for trade. So, you know, 110, 111 in the south, um, very similar to last week. And in the north, 172, 173. So compared to the cutout, which over the last two weeks has gained about $15, um, 100 weight, we've, we've only really chopped sideways as far as cash cattle are concerned. So again, that piece uh, of, of making, uh, you know, packer margins pretty, pretty, uh, pretty, pretty profitable at this point in time. Now in Western Canada, our, our fed cattle trade has seen some improvements since Christmas and that continued again this, this week. So 252 delivered was where a lot of the, the dress trade was. So if you're doing your equivalent uh, live average, we're, we're up over 150. So it's, it's improved. And if, so if you're, again, if you're thinking about the math between the U S market kind of being a, a choppy sideways move, and our Alberta market being stronger, we continue to see a very solid basis for, for Western Canada fed cattle where, you know, plus 10, plus 11. And normally, or last time, or last year at this time, we were kind of one to two over. So this is a very strong basis for Alberta. We had a rather short plant shutdown at the Guelph, Cargill Guelph plant, uh, back up and running now. What impact has that had on, on the market out there? Well, prices um, this week in Ontario uh, also steady. Two thirty-six was the last I saw for a dress price so out of Ontario. So their market has improved from the prices they got, you know, before Christmas when that that um, that plant was impacted with uh, the COVID shutdown. But they're back going, and when you look at slaughter levels in the first two weeks in Canada. Uh, We're right back uh, to levels, you know, well above where we would have been a year ago. In just two weeks um, this year, Sean, in 2021, fed cattle slaughter is already 22,000 head more than in 2020. Um, So good news story there and um, certainly back to what I I guess I'd call pretty normal schedule. For, for the feeder, You're here to talk about it, President Biden. I'm not sure what their viewing is Senator from more of an issue. The cost of gain or the weakness of the U.S. dollar, which has really shot up that Canadian dollar? Yeah, so both, there's a lot of things on the, on the watch list, if you will. You know, as we go, as we head into the year, um, lots of moving parts. You know, the big moving part from a, from a cost perspective is obviously that, that cost to gain, whether we're talking about U.S. corn or Canadian barley, or it doesn't really matter what grain you're talking about or oilseed, the, the markets are, are strong. Now they've, a week ago, they would have been, you know, probably peaked. Um, and so a little bit of a breather here this past week. But again, uh, as we head into the year, that's a big unknown. And of course, with the new administration coming in this week and uh, all of the, you know, um, reshuffling of priorities and what the Canadian dollar is going to do. But you're right. That's two key things that we're going to be looking at as we head into. Well, we're, we're well into the first quarter now as we go through the year. Yeah, we got some cattle on feed reports to think about uh, as well. As you look at the data, what are you what are you seeing? And I know that at the time we're having this conversation, the the U.S. cattle on feed isn't out yet. Uh, but what are your thoughts on the Canadian numbers? 
Well, last week, uh, Campax released their January 1 numbers, and although the on-feed numbers are down from a year ago, I think it's important to remember that a year ago was an all-time record high for how we started off 2020 in terms of Alberta, Saskatchewan cattle on-feed numbers. So even though they're down from that, they're still above the three-year average, sorry, they're 3% above the five-year average. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devon at 352-1866. Today, there is a cold warning, of course, for the northern part of the Grain Belt. Clearing sky this afternoon for the Regina District, winds up to 15 kilometers per hour. The high minus 19, the low minus 28 tonight. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, wind southeast 20, the high minus 19, wind chill minus 38 in the morning and minus 29 tomorrow afternoon, risk of frostbite, the low minus 23. Wednesday, partly cloudy, the high minus 15, the low minus 17. Thursday, sunny, the high minus 8, the low minus 13. Friday, cloudy, the high minus 8, 40% chance of evening flurries Friday, the low minus 17. Saturday, partly cloudy, the high minus 11, the low minus 15. Sunday, partly cloudy, the high minus 7. Normal high for the state, minus 10, the normal low, minus 22. The sun rose at 8.43 this morning. It sets at 5.39 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot, minus 16 in the southwest at Valmarie. The cold spot up north, Key Lake, minus 35 degrees. Estevan, minus 20. Saskatoon, minus 31. Swift Current, minus 21. Yorkton, minus 30. Weyburn, minus 19. In Regina with sunny skies, it's minus 20. That's four below Fahrenheit. Winds are from the east southeast at 24. Humidity is 72%. The barometer rising 102.9. Ice crystals in Moose Jaw minus 19. Winds are from the east southeast at 11. Once again, Regina sunny and minus 20. That's four below Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Hey everybody, it's Ted Creech here from Hill 70 Quantock Ranch of Lloydminster, Alberta. On the 6th of February of 2021, I'd like to invite everybody to our 51st annual Barn Burner Bull Sale starting at 12 noon. Now we'll sell approximately 400 bulls consisting of Red and Black Angus, Horn and Pulled Herefords, Red and Black Sim Angus, Charlay and Red Balancer Bulls, plus 100 bred and open commercial females to round out the day. Now don't be afraid to get in touch with us. Either call myself, Connor or Bill at 1-800-665-7253. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. Production at approximately 6.7 million tons. Quality was well above normal due to the dry conditions at harvest with 86% of Durham in Saskatchewan in either the number one or two grades. Chuck Penner is a market analyst with Left Field Commodity Research. Frankly, uh, having number one and number two Durham doesn't really help you all that much in the export market uh, because a lot of the buyers are not necessarily looking for those top grades uh, anyway. So, uh, And we've seen with wheat and with Durham that the grade spreads have been very narrow this year just because there's been plenty of good quality crop and, and buyers didn't need to bid up for it. So this was the second largest crop on record, but, uh, but again, a much different quality picture. Canada has been able to export a lot of Durham in the current crop year due to below normal production in both Mexico 
and the European Union. The EU is a Durham exporter and at times they've exported uh, close to a million tons or over a million tons. Last year, just shy of that. This year, so far, they've exported 110,000 tons. That's halfway through the season. So they export typically into North Africa. Uh, that's largely where they're moving product to. So very little competition from the EU. But then when we look at their imports, they've hit uh, almost 1.6 million tons so far this year, which is almost double an average pace. So they've really, really stepped up their imports. In November, Italy alone imported 470,000 tons of Canadian Durham. Penner says there have been also good sales to North Africa. When we look at North Africa, because that's a key importing region, uh, Morocco has had a sharp drop again, two years in a row of very large declines uh, in production. Uh, Algeria has also seen uh, year-over-year declines for the last two years, and, and even Tunisia was lower in 2020. That difference in production isn't necessarily all made up for in imports. Uh, sometimes they just uh, consume less, so it's not a proportional increase in import demand, but but still certainly very strong demand coming from that part of the world. Penner says crop year ending stocks will be lower than normal. As we get toward July, there tends to be a bump in seasonal Durham prices. And so that could be um, an even bigger bump this year if supplies are all that tight. So I don't want to be runaway bullish and I don't want to be a negative Nelly, but um, what we've got is, is, is it tends to follow that direction doesn't do it every year and this year it probably will be minimal declines at best but a generally friendly outlook looking ahead to 2021 seeding intentions durham is still performing fairly well against red spring wheat so what that suggests is that in areas where acres can go either way to red spring or to durham there's going to be more of a push toward durham so uh, that's one of the factors we look at as we're looking at uh, our acres for next year Penner goes on to say. So what we're expecting for 2021 is 7% uh, acreage increase. That would mean if yields drop back to the five-year average, actually the crop would end up the same size as it was last year. So not a big buildup and um, not a you know, massively heavy supplies or, or by any means under that kind of an outlook. So that's under an average yield. And really, frankly, until we get well into the growing season, we use average yields as our guess because that's the best odds, uh, frankly. Penners' current topsoil moisture maps show poor conditions over most of the prime Durham growing area of the prairies. Chuck Penner is a market analyst with Leftfield Commodity Research. His comments come from a market outlook during the online CropSphere conference. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. Saskatchewan Pulse Growers recently named Bell Pulses in Bellevue as the recipient of its Pulse Promoter Award. The honour recognizes those who have made a significant contribution to the provincial pulse crop industry. Tony and Francis Godet were guests on this month's SPG Pulse of the Prairies podcast. They farm about 325 kilometres north of Regina. 
We have uh, operations in Bellevue, started in 1978. We also started a second location in Duck Lake in 2001 to do green split peas only at that time. So Bellevue did the yellows, Duck Lake did the green splits. And from there, about 10 years later, I think we bought some property on the other side of the elevator in Duck Lake and started our flour mill there. Bell Pulses handles a variety of processing. We do splitting, both yellows, greens, chickpeas, and faba beans. And we make flour out of the yellow split peas. We make flour out of the skins, the, the pea hulls. Clean them up, grind them up, ship them into the pet food market. So, yeah, it's it's been busy. I think last year we hit a record. We shipped out 100,000 tons, which was the biggest year ever. Tony Gaudet says some of the pulses are going into pet food. It's protein and it's quite a bit cheaper than meat. So as far as if it's a big part of our business, it's not. But at the same time, it opens the door for us to be able to market. When you split peas, you get a lot of skins. You got to take the skins off. Back in the day, we were almost having to give this stuff away. So getting a better value for it was a big positive for the business itself. Bell Pulses processes provincially grown peas, chickpeas, and faba beans and sells them to the world. The company received the Pulse Promoter Award from Saskatchewan Pulse Growers earlier this month. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source 620 CKRM. Market Update brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall is Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. Viterra prices were showing some upward movement. Canola rose eleven dollars ten cents at six twenty twenty seven. Number one red spring wheat gained seventy two cents at two sixty one seventy nine. The rest all unchanged. Durham two ninety nine forty six. Feed barley two thirty four seventy. Flax seven twenty nine thirty seven. Lentils six oh two fifty. Oats two twenty nine fifty three. Yellow peas three fifty nine eighty nine. Feed wheat one eighty three seventy two. The Minneapolis spring wheat March futures up six and three quarter cents at six nineteen and a quarter cent a bushel. It's the livestock reports on the source six twenty CKRM. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn 842-4574. And now, the latest quotations. Heartland Livestock Market Report. Tony Peacock reporting from the Swift Current Yards. Tuesday's regular sale saw the cow market average 70 cents per pound. Some really nice grain-fed cows, 80.82. The bulls topped at 106. We average in the mid-90s. Thursday, 2,200 head of feeder cattle, 654. The average weight straight through. Through in that sale, $1,180 per calf. The 9.30 weight mixed steers, 167. Right at 9, the black steers, 169. 8.40 weight char steers, 174.75. Right tight to 8, the blacks, 176.75. The reds, the same. Uh, the bull calves touching to 8, 162. 770 weight black steers, 180 and a quarter. Right at 
seven. Blacks, 186.50. The Reds, 186. The Tens, 191. The Bull Cattle at seven bring 162.50. 635 weight. Black Steers, 196.50. The Red Cross Steers, 202.75. 570 weight. Blacks, 217.75. The 480s, 232. And the Red Cross, at 227.50. Into the heifer trade. 800-pound black heifers, 155. The Red Cross with some uh, Continental Cross and a British bring 165.75. 740 weight black heifers, 160 and a half. The 10 heifers at 760, 168.50. 675 weight. Black heifers, 173.75. Uh, the Reds, 174. The Tens, 177. The Hereford heifers at 670, 162. Right tight to 600 pounds. The Blacks at 183. A fancy full semi load of Red Angus heifers right on six at 175.75. 540 weight black heifers, 194.50. The Red Cross bring the same. 480 weight black heifers, 205. Some fancy little mixed-colored heifers, 360 at 216. Certainly, barley feeding at close to 7 bucks a bushel in Lethridge is showing in the cattle market. However, some very nice gains in the fat prices this week could be showing us some light at the end of the tunnel that's not the train coming. That's the way it is in cattle country. Heartland Swift Current. And the latest pork prices, both brand and moose jaw plants, 153.37 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report. The Saskatchewan government has outlined the second intake of municipal projects under the targeted sector support initiative, providing over $1.5 million. The initiative provides cost-shared grants up to 75% of eligible costs to municipalities partnering to strengthen regional projects. Applications for the second intake will be accepted from today through March 5th. The United Nations reports four times as many jobs were lost last year due to the pandemic than were lost during the worst part of the 2009 financial crisis. The International Labor Organization estimates restrictions on businesses destroyed 8.8% of all work hours around the world last year. That's equivalent to 255 million full-time jobs, making it the most severe crisis for workers since the Great Depression of the 1930s. On the markets, Canada's main stock index was down in late morning trading, weighed down by losses in the key financial, energy and metals and mining sectors. The TSX composite index was down 26 points at 17,819. In New York, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was down 276 points at 30,720. The Canadian dollar traded at 78.36 cents US compared with 78.64 cents Friday. The March crude oil contract was down 34 cents at 51.93 a barrel. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Hill 70, Quantuck Ranch. The place to be for your next bull purchase. Mark the right date, February 6, 2021. Call 1-800-665-7253 anytime, any day. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. 
You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. Hill 70 Quantock Ranch, where quality comes in quantity on the 6th of February of 2021. Be welcome to join us for our annual bull sale.